Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors, for sailors. Section 112. Chemical, Biological, Radioactive, and Nuclear Defense Fundamentals. 112. TAC 1. Explain the shape, colors, and purposes of the standard North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, Nuclear, Biological, and Chemical, CBRN, contamination markers, and the information contained on them. First is chemical. Chemicals should display the name of the agent, if known, the date and time of detection on the front. Yellow background with red lettering. Biological should state bio on the front, the name of the agent, if known, date and time of detection. There is a blue background with red lettering. Radiological should state atom on the front, the dose rate, the date and time of reading, the date and time of burst. Should be a white background with black lettering. Chemical minefield should be labeled gas mines, the chemical agent in the mine, and the date of emplacement should be listed. Should be a red background with yellow lettering and a stripe. 112.2, discuss the purpose of the M50 Joint Service General Purpose Mask. The M50 Joint Service General Purpose Mask is the United States Armed Forces Field Protective Mask, which began service in December 2009, replacing the M40 Field Protective Mask. M50 Joint Service General Purpose Mask, JSGPM Description. The M50 is compact, lightweight, comfortable, and more effective as determined by the Defense Department Joint Program Executive Office for Chemical and Biological Defense. The M50 allows for wide field of view with a single lens that spans the width of the face. It has twin conformal filters, which decreases breathing resistance by 50%. This protective mask provides 24 hours continuous protection in nuclear, biological, and chemical environments. It has an indicator which turns blue when the filter is expired. Designed to provide 24 hours of continuous head-eye respiration for protection against chemical, biological, CB, radiological particles, particulates, and toxic industrial chemicals, TIC, and improve overall mission performance of the warfighter. The M50 will fulfill all the functional requirements for inner service and service unit mission. Characteristics. Lightweight, approximately 5 pounds in carrier. Mass carrier for transport and storage. Dimensions with carrier are 12 by 12 by 5.5 inches. The face piece is made of butyl silicone rubber face blank with an inverted peripheral face seal and an integrated chin cup. 
The Phase Piece Assembly incorporates a flexible, single polyurethane eye lens. There are two filter mounts, left and right, that integrate air in the outlet disc valves. The self-sealing disc valves allow for protection during filter exchange. A nose cap that controls the flow of the air through the mask and minimizes fogging of the eye lens while breathing. Other features include phase pieces that have serial numbers, which are barcoded, as well as human-readable and human-readable mask lot number printed on the right filter mount. Capabilities. The M50 is issued in three sizes, small, medium, and large. Masks are equipped with a clear-out cert assembly for eye lens protection. The M50 uses twin M61 filters positioned on either side of the face piece to provide protection against NBC threats. The face piece assembly forms a com comfortable seal on the warfighter's face and protects the face, eyes, and respiratory tract from CB agents. Designated ticks and radiological particulates. Improvements over the M40 field protective mask. It is lighter in weight, reduced on the face weight and bulk, single eye lens, 23% improvement in field of view compared to the M40 mask, extended beard, added CB protection, outlet valve cover, direct speech capabilities, improved drink system, over 200 milliliters a minute for greater drinking capacity, carrier reduces dirt intrusion provides better protection to medical items and is Mali compatible. Improved weapons, helmet, and sighting system compatibility. Compatible with current and co-developmental CB garments. Twin conformal filter, 50% improvement in breathing resistance. Over 24 hours protection against chemical, biological agents and radioactive particulate matter. Innovative self-sealing valve for protection during filter exchange. Filter service indicator turns blue to indicate when unpackaged filters are no longer serviceable due to prolonged exposure to humidity. Over 50% reduction in audio amplifier weight. Seal electronic pass-through for enhanced integration and with current and feature communication systems such as audio amplifier. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors, for sailors. Section 112, Chemical, Biological, Radioactive, and Nuclear Defense Fundamentals. Discuss the proper way to don and clear the M50 Joint Service General Purpose Mask. Upon receiving the command or detecting a contamination presence, close your eyes, stop breathing, and hold your breath. Caution. This does not mean take one last breath. Place the rifle between your legs. Remove your headgear and place it on the weapon. If you are wearing glasses, take them off. Caution, do not wear contact lenses with any field protective mask. Wearing contact lenses with the optical inserts will, will overcorrect your vision. 
With your left hand, grasp the mask carrier flap tab and pull to open mask carrier flap. With your right hand, grasp the, the mask and remove it from the mask carrier. Raise the mask to your face and place your chin firmly in the chin cup. Grasp the head harness tab and pull head harness over your head. Be sure your ears are between the temple straps and cheek straps. Pull down the head harness at the back as far as possible so that the brow straps are tight and temple straps are approximately parallel to the ground. Tighten the cheek straps one at a time or both at the same time, ensuring straps by lay flat against your head. Clearing the M50 mask. Seal the outlet disc valve by placing one hand over the outlet valve cover assembly. Blow out hard to ensure that any contaminated air is forced out around the edges of the mask assembly. Conduct a negative pressure test. With both hands, locate and cover M61 filter air inlet passages on both filters and breathe in. Mask should collapse against your face and remain so while you hold your breath. If it does, your mask is airtight. If the mask does not collapse, check for hair, clothing, or other matter between mask and your face and clear again. Resume breathing. Put on headgear. Close mask carrier flap. Checking the M50 mask for leaks. Check for leaks at edge of mask by feeling or incoming air on your face. Check for bulges in the face seal by running finger around the edge of your mask. Eliminate leaks by making minor adjustments to straps. To stop leaks at brow, ensure head harness is pulled down as far as possible on back of head and skull cap is centered at the back of your head. To stop leaks at temple, adjust temple straps. Stop leaks at cheek, adjust cheek straps. To stop leaks at the throat or under the chin, lift mask assembly higher on your face, seating chin firmly in chin cup. Adjusting temple and cheek straps may also help. If mask still fails to seal, have an individual service M5051 trained field met level CB equipment maintenance technician check proper fitting of mask. Check to see if M61 filters are properly installed. Identify the following CBRN alarms. Vocal. Alarm for chemical biological attack is gas, gas, gas. The word gas is repeated three times. Visual. The arms are extended straight out to the side and the hands made into a fist. As the word gas is said, bend the arms at the elbows so the fists are placed to the ears, then repeat three times as shown in figure two. Percussion. Metal on metal. Metal triangles are used to give the CBRN alarm by striking them repeatedly. Sirens, intermittent horns, biological chemical alarm systems, or other devices outlined by unit standard operating procedures, SOP. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors for sailors. Section 112. Chemical, Biological, Radioactive, and Nuclear Defense Fundamentals Explain the Mission-Oriented Protective Posture MOP Levels The need to balance protection with the threat, temperature, and urgency of the mission led to the concept of MOP. Commanders can raise or lower the amount of protection through six levels of MOP, MOP Ready through MOP 4. Commanders have a Mask-Only option, Protection increases with progression from MOP Ready through MOP 4, 
but efficiency decreases correspondingly. The elements of mop gear that take the longest to put on and that degrade mission performance the least are put on first. The mop gear elements that can be put on quickly and degrade performance of individual tasks the most are put on last. Mop ready is when a marine carries his or her protective mask. Mop level zero is a condition that exists when a marine has all of his or her mop available but is not wearing it. Mop levels. Mop level one. Overgarment is worn, open, or closed. Booties are carried. Mask is carried. Gloves are carried. Mop level two. Overgarment is worn, open, or closed. Booties are worn. Mask is carried. Gloves are carried. Mop level three. Overgarment is worn, open, or closed. Booties are worn. Masks are worn and gloves are carried. Mop level four, the overgarment is worn closed, the booties are worn, the masks are worn, and the gloves are worn. Mop level ready is the condition when a marine carries their gas mask. Mop level zero is the condition that exists when a marine has all of his or her mop gear available but is not wearing it. Explain the uses of M9 and M8 paper. When identifying chemical agents, use the most expended method. Using M8 or M9 detectors will take only seconds, whereas using the M256 Alpha 1 will take approximately 15 minutes. Disadvantages of M8 and M9 over the M256 Alpha 1 are their inability to test for vapor hazards and the limited number of agents detected. M9 detector paper. M9 detector tape is usually issued one roll per squad or gun team and is worn around the ankles, wrists, and biceps on the exterior of protective clothing. Its purpose is to detect the presence of chemical agents but will not identify the agent. Instructions for use. Open package of M9 tape. Unroll a small portion of detector tape. Blot do not rub the M9 tape on suspect liquid its use is primary on barely visible droplets. Observe for a color change. When in contact with contamination, the color will appear as a light pink to a reddish brown or violet tint. M8 paper. M8 paper is issued with your field protective mask and the M256 Alpha 1 chemical agent detector kit as an SL3 component. Its use is primarily on suspected liquid forms such as puddles, small drops, or barely visible droplets. Remove and open M8 paper from the M256 Alpha 1 kit or mask carrier, tearing off and discarding the plastic bag as shown in Figure 3. Test the liquid. Tear out a sheet of M8 paper. Use half a sheet if it is perforated. Expose M8 paper to suspected liquid agent. Caution. Make sure the M8 paper is held in the down position to prevent liquid contaminants from running onto protective gloves as shown in figure 4. Blot. Do not rub the, rub the M8 on suspected contamination. Compare any color changes by observing the colors shown on the inside cover of the book of the M8 paper. 
The chart below identifies the color associated with the agent when using the M8 paper. Color, yellow or gold, series G, agent nerve. Color, dark green, series V, agent nerve. Color, pink or red, series H, agent blister. Note, some G agents give a red-brown color typically between H and G colors. Notes. Where decontaminants have been used, positive results must be confirmed by tests with the sample detector. Some decontaminants will produce false positive tests on M8 paper. Check the decontaminant itself with a sampler detector because some decontaminants will produce false indicators on the sampler detector. Never assume that an area is uncontaminated. When in doubt, retest the area with an M256 Alpha 1 kit and report the findings. Discuss the three levels of decontamination. Immediate decontamination. Minimizes casualties, saves lives, and limits the spread of contamination. Immediate decontamination is carried out by individuals upon becoming contaminated. There are three immediate techniques, skin decontamination, personnel wipe down, and operator spray down. Operational decon. Sustains operations, reduces the contact hazards, and limits the spread of contamination to eliminate the necessity or reduce the duration of wearing mop gear. Operational decon is carried by individual and or units. It is restricted to specific parts of operationally essential equipment, material, and or working areas in order to minimize contact and transfer hazards and to sustain operations. Further decon may be required to reduce contamination to negligible risk levels. There are two operational decon techniques, vehicle washdown and mop gear exchange. Thorough decon reduces or eliminates the need for individual protective clothing. Thorough decon is carried out by units with assistance from chemical units to reduce contamination on personnel, equipment material, and or working areas to the lowest possible level to permit the reduction or removal of individual protective equipment and maintain operations with minimal degradation. This may include decontamination of terrain as required. There are three thorough decon techniques, detailed troop decon, detailed equipment decon, and detailed aircraft decon. Discuss the immediate actions required for a nuclear attack without warning. Take immediate action from nuclear attack without warning. Upon seeing a brilliant flash of light, an exceptionally loud explosion, or when the alarm is sounded, immediately, immediate action must be taken. When possible, look for protective cover. React without weapon. Immediately drop face down with head toward blast if possible. If cover is available, use it. A log, large rock, or any depression in the earth's surface provides some protection. Close your eyes. Protect overexposed skin by putting hands and arms under or near the body and keeping your helmet on. Keep your head down. React with weapon. Immediately drop down with head toward blast, if possible. If cover is available, use it. A log, large rock, or any depression in the earth's surface provides some protection. Close your eyes. Protect or cover exposed skin by putting hands and arms under or near the body and keeping your helmet on. 
Make sure your weapon is placed under your body or beside you with the strap slash sling wrapped tightly around your arm and the muzzle angled away from your face. Keep your head down. Remain face down for 90 seconds or until all debris has stopped falling. Use any protection available such as fighting holes whenever possible. Fighting holes provide excellent protection against nuclear weapon effects. Other example of hasty protection may include ditches, culverts, hills, large rocks, or armored vehicles. Put anything between yourself and the nuclear blasts. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors for sailors. Section 112, Chemical, Biological, Radioactive, and Nuclear Seabirdie Defense Fundamentals Continued. Choking Agents. The toxicity of lung agents is due to their effect on lung tissues. They cause extensive damage to alveolar tissue, resulting in severe pulmonary edema. This group includes phosgene, CG, and chlorine, CL, as well as chlorocyphrin, and diphosgene. However, CG is most likely to be encountered and its toxic action is representative of the group. Phosgene is a colorless gas with a distinctive odor similar to that of new mown hay or freshly cut grass. Unfortunately, even at minimal concentrations in the air, an example below the threshold of olfactory perception, CG can cause damage to the eyes and throat. Generally speaking, CG does not represent a hazard of long duration. Therefore, an individual exposed to a casualty-producing amount should be able to smell it. Signs and Symptoms of Exposure There may be watering of the eyes, coughing, and a feeling of tightness in the chest. More often, however, there will be no symptoms for two to six hours after exposure. Latent symptoms are rapid, shallow, and labored breathing, painful cough, cyanosis, frothy sputum, clammy skin, rapid feeble pulse, and low blood pressure. Shock may develop followed by death. Treatment. Once symptoms appear, complete bed rest is mandatory. Keep victims with lung edema only moderately warm and treat the resulting anoxia with oxygen. Because no specific treatment for CG poisoning is known, Treatment has to be symptomatic. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. was created by the 2nd Marine Division 2nd Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 112. Chemical, Biological, Radioactive, Nuclear, Seabirnie Defense Fundamentals Continued. Incapacitating Agents. Incapacitating agents, which are mainly comprised of psychochemical, produce mental confusion and an inability to function intelligently. The psychochemical temporarily prevent an individual from carrying out assigned actions. 
These agents may be administered by contaminating food or water, or they may be released as aerosols. The following are characteristics of the incapacitants. High potency, an example, an extremely low dose, is effective and logistically feasible. Effects produced mainly by altering or disrupting the higher regulatory activity of the central nervous system. Duration of action comprising hours or days, rather than momentarily or transient action. No permanent injury produced. Signs and symptoms of exposure. The first symptoms appear in 30 minutes to several hours and may persist on several days. Abnormal inappropriate behavior may be the only sign of intoxication. Those affected may make irrational statements and have delusions or hallucinations. In some instances, the victim may complain of dizziness, muscular incoordination, dry mouth, and difficulty in swallowing. The standard incapacitant in the United States is 3-quinaclidinol benzylate, BZ, a chlorinogenic blocking agent which is effective in producing delirium that may last several days. In small doses, it will cause an increase in heart rate, pupil size, and skin temperature, as well as drowsiness, dry skin, and a decrease in alertness. As the doses increase to high levels, there is a progressive deterioration of mental capability, ending in stupor. Treatment. The first aid is to prevent victims from injuring themselves and others during the toxic psychosis. Generally, there is no specific therapy for this type of intoxication. However, with BZ and other agents in the class of compounds known as glycolates, cyostemogene is the drug treatment of choice. It is not effective during the first four hours following exposure. After that, it is very effective as long as treatment is continued. Treatment does not shorten the duration of BZ intoxication and premature discontinuation of therapy will result in relapse. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 112. Chemical, Biological, Radioactive, and Nuclear, Sea Burney Defense Fundamentals Continued. Riot Control, Harassing. Collective term used to describe a collection of chemical compounds all having similar characteristics which through relative non-toxic produce an immediate but temporary effect in very low concentrations. These agents are used to harass enemy personnel or to discourage riot actions. Generally, patients require no therapy. Removal from the environment is sufficient to affect recovery in a short time. There are two classes of riot control harassment agents, lacrimators and vomiting agents. Lacrimators, or tear gas, are essentially local irritants that act primarily on the eyes. In high concentrations, they also irritate the respiratory tract in the skin. The principal agent used are chlorostofamine, CN, and orthochlorobenzidine, 
melonitrate CS. Although CS is basically a lacrimator, it is considerably one potent than the CN and cause more severe respiratory symptoms. CN is the standard training agent and is the tear gas most commonly encountered because it is not as potent. CS is more widely used by the military as a riot control agent. Protection against all tear agents is provided by protective masks and ordinary field clothing secured at the neck, wrists, and ankles. Personnel handling CS should wear rubber gloves for additional protection. Signs and symptoms of exposure. Lacrimators produce intense pain in the eyes with excessive tearing and symptoms following the most severe exposure to vapors seldom last over two hours. After moderate exposure, they last only a few minutes. Treatment. First aid for lacrimators is generally not necessary. Exposure to fresh air and letting wind blow in the wide open eyes held open is necessary if sufficient for recovery in a short time. Any chest discomfort after CS exposure can be relieved by talking. An important point to remember is that this material adheres tenaciously to clothing and a change of clothing may be necessary. Do not forget the hair, both head and facial, as a potential source of recontamination. Vomiting agents. Vomiting agents comprise the second class of agents in the right control category. The principal agents of this group are diphenylmychlorazine, adamcite, DM, diphenylchlorazine, DA, and diphenylcyanorazine, DC. They are dispersed as aerosols and produce their effects by inhalation or by direct action on the eyes. All of these agents have similar properties in pathology, signs and symptoms of exposure. Vomiting agents produce a strong pepper-like irritation to the upper respiratory tract with irritation of the eyes and lacrimation. They cause violent, uncontrollable sneezing, coughing, nausea, vomiting, and a general feeling of malaise. Inhalation causes a burning sensation in the nose and throat, hypersalivation, and rhinorrhea. The sinuses fill rapidly and cause a violent frontal headache. Treatment. It is of the utmost importance that the mask be worn in spite of coughing, sneezing, salivation, and nausea. Victims may believe the mask is ineffective and remove it, further exposing themselves. While the mask must be worn, it may be lifted from the face briefly. If necessary to permit vomiting or to drain salvia from the face, peace. Carry on duties as vigorously as possible. This will help to lessen and shorten the symptoms. Combat duties usually can be performed in spite of the effects of vomiting agents if an individual is motivated. First aid consists of washing the skin and rinsing the eyes and mouth with water. A mild analgesic may be given to relieve headache. Recovery is usually spontaneous and complete within one to three hours. Screening smokes. Screening smokes fit in with riot control agents. Their primary use is to obscure vision into high targets or areas. When used for this purpose outdoors, they are not generally considered toxic. 
Exposure to heavy smoke concentration for extended periods, particularly near the source, may cause illness or death. Under no circumstances should smoke mutations be activated indoors or in closed compartments. Symptomatic treatment of medical problems or discomfort resulting from exposure to screening smokes will generally suffice. White Phosphorus White Phosphorus, WP, is a pale, waxy solid that ignites spontaneously on contact with air to give a hot, dense, white smoke composed of phosphorus pentoxide particles. While field concentrations of the smoke may cause temporary irritation to the eyes, nose, and throat, casualties from the smoke have not occurred in combat operations. No treatment is necessary and spontaneous recovery is rapid once the patient is removed from the WP source. White phosphorus smoke not only creates an obscuring smoke, but it also has a secondary effect upon personnel if it contacts the skin. When burning particles of WP embedded into the skin, they must be covered with water, a wet cloth, or mud. A freshly mixed 0.5% solution of copper sulfate, which produces an airproof black coating of copper phosphide, may be used as a rinse, but must be used as a dressing. The phosphorus particles must be removed surgically. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe.